This is the Beard of Zeus podcast with Nick Smith, Series 3, Episode 12. Huge show last week, which saw the holy trinity of community radio reunited for what appears to be a bit of a one-off. Special thank you to Buzz and to my beloved Nick Stevenson. And thank you to all those who sent their love on the show that featured in vocal and the brand new tracks from the Harlots and the Primaveras. On this week's show, we are going international when it comes to insults. We are debating beard issues such as glamorizing the obese, when cheating is okay, how our brains work, and we catch up on the sex factor hopefuls. Music this week come from three incredible acts, um, but as ever, we end with questions for our boys in Beardo Question Time. On tonight's Beardo Zoo's podcast, we are joined by Alex Prichard-Smith. Hello. Bonjour, how are you? Bonjour. Uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Not too bad, not too bad at all. Even better if you spoke into the microphone. Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm well, thank you. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. And we are joined by Zoo Sportsman Mitch Bryan. Bonjour, monsieur. First time we've ever met ah, in the studio. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it feels really odd, actually. Yeah, I was, um, think, I was thinking it's going to be weird, like, putting a, a, a name to a... Um, a voice. Yeah, no, I'm really late usually. I f- it's the same thing every Thursday and I forget to do the sports view every Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and I text you like Friday afternoon, like, hey oh, buddy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sports, yeah, sorry. Hey Nick, fuck off. I'm like, how late can I leave it? <laughs> so it was really funny, we were driving down here and um, it was silence in the car, we were listening to a bit of music and we hadn't spoken for about three, three four minutes. And he just starts laughing, he's just like, huh, Mitch and Pritch. And I was just like, come on Nick. That's a match made in hell. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That is some funny shit. Should take this tour on the road. <laughs> well, uh, it goes well today, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, this is an audition. First and last show. <laughs> uh, so what's been going on this week? Um, who's, wait, who's doing uh, sports? Hello. <laughs> Sorry, am I too prepared for this? I, mean, I was like, oh. I, was gonna I say, thought if he's, if he's doing this, why you get someone... It'd be a bit rude really? if we didn't have our sports managers, but but but, but that's my thing. <laughs> I'm not doing this. How dare you do this? Uh, so what's been going on this week? Um, Tony Blair has said that he now understands the Middle East a bit better than he did before he and Bush decided to go to war and pretty much completely destabilised the majority of the Middle East, arguably resulting in a situation that we find ourselves now in where normal people who, who may have considered themselves as normal people now shit themselves when they get on a bus in London if a brown person happens to get on. Yeah, but... That's what we've been fucking reduced to. And, and I wonder if Mr Blair actually realises this and his years of living in complete fucking denial are finally coming through. And he might, he might take the blame for this. Um, because hey. we still haven't found those weapons of mass destruction. I know you know your shit, Pritch, when it comes to... <laughs> Strategy and more and whatnot, yeah. but we still haven't found the weapons of mass well, that's, destruction. That's because there, there were there were never any. Put it that way. But now some are calling for former Prime Minister Tony Blair to be tried yeah, as a then, war criminal. Which, but no, of course he's not. Like, uh, we went to war because we had to back America because we're a medium power. Mm-hmm. We can't afford not to back our allies. Mm-hmm. What happens if shit hits the fan with us? And let's say, um, let's say Russia. Mm-hmm. Like, we need America. We don't have the numbers to fight Russia. I agree. That's, that's why we've done it. So he's not a war criminal. He's just following his political agenda. So but that's what all of the Nazi oh. generals said. We were hey. just doing as we yeah. were told. He told me to. <laughs> <laughs> it was him. Yeah. It Don't blame him. me. I'm, I'm really innocent. <laughs> that's because Hitler was fucking smart. All right. Smart. He was a very... Uh, uh, go watch watch The Rise of Hitler. It's on Netflix, everybody. Watch it. And you'll, you'll get some inside to it. Good. Staying with politicians... <laughs> <laughs> Arguably against Pritch, who would appear painfully fucking clueless politicians, not Pritch. Both sides on the Brexit campaign have done their best to scare the shit out of us this week. Even the Institute for Fiscal Studies have thrown their hat in the ring, much to the delight of our beloved PM. 
Um, to be honest though, I imagine it's pretty much just gonna come down to migration. This is where your Daily Mail readers, your Telegraph readers will make their voice heard down at the poll stations on the 23rd of June. It might come down to economics. How? I think personally it's gonna come how? down to migration more than anything else. How are you How are you voting, if you don't mind me asking? I will probably say in, yeah. just because of the Institute of Fiscal Studies uh, reported yesterday that it is gonna potentially lead to two more years of austerity, but that's the thing. In and out campaigners don't really know. It's just a bit of a, well, if Why? this happens and this happens, then that happens, then it could be a bit shit. Everybody's yeah. so easily led, I think, uh, including me. Yeah. I'm like, I, like, yesterday I was out and I read something today and uh, a, a chap put it really bluntly and I was like, well, actually, it sounds really good to stay that's, in. That's and the thing, like, like, if you do. don't know exactly what's going to happen, yeah. you're mentally not ready to make a choice, really, are you? And that's the thing, and, the and thing that's is, thing, there the is thing no is, way to either, know. Either yes or no, you're yeah. still, either way, you're not sure what's going to happen. Of course not. There's pros and cons to both sides. And uh, like you said, one day the pros for leaving yeah. might be stronger than the other. And then migration and the study day, came out today. Uh, the net migration in this country uh, was just over 300,000. So 600,000 people came into this country in the last yeah. 12 months. 300,000 went yeah. out. The government are trying to get it to around under 100,000. So by leaving the EU, that could potentially help. So again, if it comes down to migration, and I think a lot to do with our parents and grandparents who survived through a lot and have got their prejudices, prejudices um, for you know a number of different reasons. Yeah, but then there's a lot more. There's a lot. Yeah, of course. There's, there's, more, there's much more into it than just migration no, 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 no. and I'm economics. Just saying, like, you're saying that like it will be the parents, the grandparents, but then you have to realise there's a lot of kids as well, isn't there? There's a lot of there's a lot of people that might go down and vote. We're going to stay in, and they haven't even or, or out, vice versa, and they haven't even read anything. No. Because so how many people under the age of thirty vote? Oh yeah, very minimal. Three people. Mm. <laughs> I like to see where you have your facts. <laughs> <laughs> but my my biggest issue with with staying in yeah. is the military issue with having to give military access and basically what I think what I haven't read too much into it, um, but they've basically turned around and said, we're going to make a uh, um, a European army, yeah. so to speak. And that means that Britain, as um, one of the best special forces and one of the best armies in, in Europe and probably the world, they're going to have to then take on so much more. What if, what if say, you're France and you're Germany mm. uh, and I'm Britain and we've got a problem in, let's say we've got a problem in Afghanistan and the Afghanistan war didn't happen. We're going to need to send the best forces there. Oh, mm. Britain, you're, you're up. Mm. Head off over there. Uh, we won't account too many numbers. We'll stay back. We'll do that. You're the best guys in the world. You, you go ahead and handle it. Mm. We don't have the resources anyway to fight the wars that we're doing now. Let who's paying for it? It'd be, it'd yeah, be well, that's the other oh, thing. Right. Like how much money do we put into the EU and how much do we get back from it? At the moment, we put in about 360 million a week um, and we yeah. get back about 110-ish, I think. I remember but it's not even, yeah, but then on the other scale, where does that money go? Like I'm, I'm not talking how much money do we get back in like trade and all this. I'm talking where is the significance of oh, being right, okay. in the EU and giving them 360? Oh, I agree. I mean, um, I was just reading a few bits today. Oh, this, that is, this is deep for me. Well, so, but the, <laughs> the majority of the money that gets spent by our government is going on pensions. That's just because after the Second World War, everyone got a bit randy, the yeah. baby boomers, and this is only going to get worse because people, our parents' age, people that were born as part of the baby boomers after the Second World War, are living rich and prosperous lives. They've yeah. they've made their money, they've done their bit, and now there's enough vitamins and life-saving treatments and transplants around there and all the rest of it that my parents will probably outlive me at the rate we're going. Um, but yeah, personally, I think it's going to come down to the silent racists, people that just 
have their views that might not speak about it in public but will cast their vote. Which is why members of the far right will probably gain momentum as we build up to the 23rd of June. Maybe not so much the far, far right like Britain First, who got escorted out of Leicester last weekend after protesting with more than 20, count them 20, activists in Leicester Town Centre. Uh, and the photo of Paul Golding leaving the area in his lovely foreign car after calling one woman trash for offering Mr Golding a little dose of reality in a multicultural society. We then gave the peace sign in a photo, and I don't think there could have been any more juxtapositions in one image of a serious fucking chump. David Cameron went for a walk around Asda to confirm with other supermarket bosses that household costs will go up if we do in fact leave the European Union, driving up the costs of imports in our shops, which could potentially, potentially, and to nick or coin a Trump term, Make Britain great again. If we got off our overweight fucking asses, obesity is the, it will be the biggest killer of us within the next 10 years or mm-hmm. by the time the Chilcot report finally comes out, whichever comes first. And instead of paying extortionate supermarket prices, we may just start maybe growing our own fruit and veg and teaching our overweight kids in the meantime and bringing back the idea of family and community that extends to the farmers who we might go back to for our meat and our dairy products which could arguably drive down childhood poverty, which is seriously on the fucking rise, along with the breakup of the modern family, along with the rise of food banks, as well as childhood and adult obesity. And maybe, just maybe, if we had a little consideration of how our ancestors used to live off the land, used to live long, healthy lifestyles, and maybe, just maybe, we might be the better for it. I think so. I, I, I definitely think um, more expensive uh, retail will, will curb... Obesity, and then go back to oh, you've got to support British farmers because ultimately support them and they support you. And it's, it's told you about fat tax, haven't I? Yeah. I, I rant to you about it. No. Oh no, it's a thingy, wasn't it? Um, so what you do is anything, anything. So sorry, I'm being told to get close to the microphone. Um, so anything. So let's say, let's say I'm obese. Mm-hmm. Obese. Obese. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I go to McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, a cheeseburger costs 99p. Mm-hmm. For me, because I'm fat, it costs two pound. You double it, right? And then what, what, they got scales. I was gonna say scales. No, no, no. Can you is step it, on the is, uh, it, is it the individual's discretion? You, you're, you're trained. <laughs> you're, you're trained. You're trained. <laughs> Not only food, like health and hygiene, how to flip burgers properly, and fat watch. I get this though. From from <laughs> but, a no, but you know where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, it's, like, it's like sugar tax. No, like. I agree. From a smoker's point of view, we are constantly being told how damaging it is. There are adverts on TV. There's adverts on the radio. Even when you buy a packet of cigarettes, you are constantly reminded how painfully you are going to die. But at the same time, I would argue, because I've done documentaries on different addictions in the past, and I would argue that drinking, gambling, and drug addiction are just as severe, in terms of their addiction, as smoking is. As much as obesity, like we said, within the next 10 years, obesity will be the biggest killer of people in this country. So, I am constantly reminded every time I enjoy a cigarette, every time I get one out of a packet, that it's going to kill me. So, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why can't you put a a fat girl walking out of Top Man looking dejected because she couldn't fit uh, on the back of every fucking packet of Skittles or every cake (laughs) or fucking packet of Doritos? So, smoking is going to take a sidestep, basically. And it's everyone's like, seriously, don't eat that. Have a fat, really. Yeah, have a cigarette. (laughs) Crave your hunger. It's fucking sociable. (laughs) I failed to see people. It's going to go full circle, obviously. (laughs) It could, but and at the same time, yeah. Why not put labels on every single bottle of beer? Every, it's sociable to have a glass of wine every evening, but you're a dirty fucking smoker or you're a bit fat. 
Mm. Fuck, what is the fuck is, oh, you're a fucking drug taker. No, addiction is addiction in any kind of form. A gambling addiction will ruin your life as much, probably even more oh, yeah. so potentially yeah. than having a crafty fag or a glass of wine at the end of your fucking day. Maybe, maybe. I am just. I don't know. You'll end up going to the supermarket, and everything will be behind those doors now that cigarettes are behind. Cake will be and behind you'll be its like, own. Can I, have oh. a, can I have some lemonade? They'll be like, mm. oh, oh fuck's uh, sake! Which brand? And then they'll pull the door, and it'll be like all oh, these lemonade. Like, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am just as high as a Russian Olympic athlete over the last fifty years or so, and it ain't just those bastards at the IOC that are making it hard to get hold of mind-bending drugs. Our very own government have stepped in to fuck things up for the rest of us who might rely on the odd legal high every now and again, or at least the ones that have some kind of psycho effect on its users. As of, I believe, tonight, today, yeah. um, a six-year jail sentence is potentially waiting for anyone having anything to do with any kind of legal high as of about now. <laughs> or if you're listening to this podcast, you've missed the boat already. Well, the thing is, right, so if you... The thing is with NOS, and um, I know people that listen to this are going to have taken it, you're a fucking idiot. Like, go, go smoke a joint, mm-hmm. do some MD, that's fine. But don't use stuff that cuts off your oxygen to your brain. It's fucking stupid. It's yeah, ridiculous. the idea is it's supposed to be like a, a crack or a coke or a weed replacement, depending on mm. the spe- But that's the trouble. There's well, no what? way. Illegal no, no, highs. There's, there's, there's no, a range of legal no, yeah, highs. Yeah, what I'm saying is that like it's not it's not a replacement, is it? No. Like, but because it's legal, some people who don't do their research might think, well, if I can buy it in a shop over the fucking, right. then it must no, be. Okay. And that's the thing. That's what all of the different. Um, you, don't, you don't read what's in it, do you? You no. just fucking roll it and then. And that's what all of the different bodies have been talking about on the news the last few days that people don't know in what doses they should be taking these mm. things, how severe they are, how strong or potent they are. And yeah, people have been dying in quite high numbers and quite significant numbers in the last couple of months because they've taken this little yeah, But that's the trouble. All it's going to happen is it's going to get driven underground. So your normal drug dealer is not only going to be able to sort you out with crack and speed and whatever else, he's now going to have some what used to be legal highs. Yeah. So now they're what? Illegal highs along with the rest of the, the shit you can buy off your, you your, your local neighbourhood dealer. As well. But it, how, do you, how do you go around if you, if you don't ban it? What do, you, do you say, right, you can have it but, but, but please don't take it. Don't take it. But again, but in the same it. way that alcohol kills people, in the same uh, yeah, way that think, fags kill people. Yeah. I think at the end, like, I don't know how to put this. Um, you're always gonna, you're always gonna try things, aren't you? Yeah. Like, I, I've done drugs in the past, and I've pure. What? <gasps> <gasps> no way. Um, but I did it on the mentality that I always wanted, to, I wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. So like I I don't know what to talk about this, but the first time I I was said no to acid, mm-hmm. like for about three years. Mm-hmm. All my mates were doing it, and I was just like no. Mm-hmm. And it was bonfire night, and I was like, you know what? I want to see what it's like. But I knew that in the back of my head, I'd try it, even if I liked it. I said I'd, I'd do this once, and that's it. But after that's the trouble with addiction, you get a taste for it because of different reasons: peer pressure, but, addiction, whatever it is. But like you said, like how how do you go around? Um, oh no, what was I trying to say? Um, this happens a this lot. Is yeah. this, 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 <laughs> this is the acid. This is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Took it once, it's fucked you down. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, there's no way of controlling it, is there? There's no. no. There's so. I think you're better. If you're. But there's no way to control illegal drugs at the no, same no, time no, as there are legal drugs. It, it brings the point in. Is it? Is there a point of making it legal and then finding a way to control the substance? With all, then you might as well do that with all drugs. Mm, yeah. Going back to your past argument, though, what you think, in the same way that when we work behind bars, if someone's a bit too pissed legally, you're obliged 
to refuse service. So you think that's the same if a fat bird walks into so, McDonald's? You're like, ah, I think you've had one too many, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, so if, so, so sorry, I've just, I've just thought of this. So let's say, let's say you're, let's, you're back in the room. Let's say, <laughs> let's say you want, you want some, you want some coke, right? Yeah. And your only way, obviously, now is to go through your dealer and your supplier and, and find, find coke. Mm. Let's say you got, you, you made it legal, mm-hmm. right? And you put it into a shop, and mm-hmm. that drives away the need for. Oh no, because people will sell it for cheaper. I'll come back. To I don't you. think you're gonna have a win, really. No. Uh, if if what, you ban what, it, it goes what, underground. If you don't ban it, people just let, take the piss under, out of it. Yeah, yeah. undercut. And yeah. that's what I was gonna go at. Like We've gone you, too far because it's never been taxed. It's never been a taxable product. It's too late now yeah. to start legalize, trying to change the rules. Legalize marijuana, and then people will stop doing the harder drugs because they'd be too stoned to care. Potentially, but if you just ban it, it just gets harder to obtain, doesn't but, it? Surely, but, and that's that's a, a step. Which just becomes right less legal to it. Yeah. So, what is the answer? Your guess is literally as good as the government's. You can only really offer a guess as to what might happen should the worst happen once they figure out what might or might not happen. It's the joys of living in a democracy, which has become a bit of a dirty fucking word in Yorkshire this week, as the news that fracking is going to be taking place. Now, as a democracy, I'm sure you'll understand that over four thousand no's and 32 yeses from those in power means yes. Yes. This week's show will be called Frack Me. (laughs) Moving across the pond for just a sec, if you will, the man who Jonathan Pye called the answer to the question that no one asked, Donald Trump, who declared an NRA meeting this week that the Paris attacks definitely would not have happened if the French had the same gun laws that the US (laughs) is so bizarrely fucking proud of. As much as I love poking fun at our American friends, I'm also at the same time shit scared of going out there because of the underlying fact that there's more deaths because of guns out there than anywhere else in the world put together. And it got announced today that Donald Trump is 99.9% nailed on to become the Republican candidate for the American election in November, which again, this has been a scary build-up and it's getting scarier and it could only get worse. By the looks of it, it is going to be between him and Hillary Clinton on the Democratic side. Both are seriously fucking flawed in some of the rhetoric that they came out with. It just doesn't work, does it? I mean, like, no, Donald Trump is going to be the main man for the Republicans, mm. but no, no one really likes Hillary Clinton. No. But no one really wants Donald Trump to be president, so they're like, oh, yeah. who else are we? we Hillary. And, and then the country's going to be out the shitter anyway, because no one likes Hillary. So Originally, I thought that everyone was just voting Trump because they knew he would not make the candidacy, or at very worst, even if he got the Republican vote, he was just going to get absolutely smashed in the actual election final, if that's what you want to call it, against the Democrats. But now you're like, well, he's managed to do away with the other 12 Republican candidates who, again, had their Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, um, had some good ideas. Ted Cruz is a bit of a fucking nutcase in the same way that Trump is, just doesn't make a big deal about it. But he's been blown out of the water. But I think he's like the way the way that he's come on, and obviously he's got some. Well, it's, it's subjective, isn't it? His ideas are obviously subjective, and he knows racist, that. defamatory, yeah, that's, that's derogatory, knows, sexist. With the with the rise of social media, it's just hitting everything. Yeah. If you start off and you say something that's offensive, you're going to instantly be, be put on social media. Then you've got a hundred people watching that, going, "Oh fuck, I agree with him. Yeah. I'm going to follow him. They're going to share hundred more people." So he's done it quite. It's it's quite smart he, in the way. And he is starting to move into the middle a little bit. Some of the shit he said is just ever so slightly starting to backtrack yeah, on a few yeah, things. It's going to make him make the average person think. Well, he did. Same shit, but now he's kind of taking it back. So, you know, maybe he's learned the lesson in his ways. 
If you get nothing else out of this podcast, then let it simply be that you should never believe everything you read. The Independent reported on Saturday of the first pregnancy through anal sex, mm? which was very much not <laughs> the case. Just out. Don't know. Just eat fucking cream pie. There was a tunnel that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> <laughs> what actually she had, like, happened? An internal piercing. The lady's bladder, vagina, and rectum had not separated properly. Is the actual fucking case? Siobhan Fenton and the Independent. You really should fucking know better before writing a headline. And finally, one in three men think about a celebrity whilst rubbing one out. Most notably, and most likely, it will be Jennifer Lopez. If you're a chap. According to the Metro, this is, whereas women think about Channing Tatum above others when they rub one in once in every five times. 20% of the time they're rubbing one out, they think the celebrity, there's a decent chance it will be Channing Tatum. Um, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Oh, yeah. George Osborne announced that the government will retrospectively charge students an increase for the loans that they've already finished studying for. Fuck off. Indeed. What a cunt. Cheers, mate. He, he put it in a nice way, though, that no one really could understand, though, when, no. he, when he did it at PMQs. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, it's fine, it's fine. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Why did I already owe you fuckloads of money. Like, just because I haven't paid it back yet, don't be a prick. Do you know what I mean? What are you doing? Sorry, I'm playing with rappers. Don't be a cunt. Our first chuck of the beard is on its way straight after this week's winners and losers. Anything in particular come to mind this week? Not that many winners, to be perfectly honest. Jose Mourinho got announced kind of informally, which I'm sure we're going to hear more about that in sports a little bit later on. Candace Payne, uh, the lady who went viral, who put on the Chewbacca mask, it's been all over YouTube this week, millions and millions of views, who just absolutely loses it in a hysterical fit of laughter. It is just one of the loveliest things you'll see. If you've not checked it out, just type in Lady Chewbacca Mask on YouTube, it will come up. That's the only real winner I can think of She's this week. She's famous. She's been on, um, what's his chops? Um, Smithy? What's his name? Uh, James Corden. James Corden, yeah. James Corden was in, you know <laughs> he does the show. carpool karaoke. He was he was in her car. Shit. Yeah, with um, with J.J. Abrams. and. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, she's, uh, she's famous already. I have no idea. Other winners, like we said, yeah, maybe Joseph. Apart from that, there's not really been that much good news going around this week. Bad times in terms of this week's losers. Manchester United boss Louis van Gaal, of which Juan Mata of Manchester United midfield, formerly of Chelsea midfield, under Jose Mourinho, who shifted him, he didn't really like him that much, must be shitting himself right now. Um, in terms of other losers this week, students who've already left uni, you're going to have the chances to think for that. Britain first, like we mentioned earlier on, got literally police escorted out of Leicester because they are, and fair play to everyone that showed up to rally against Britain first in Leicester. It takes balls to stand up to bullies sometimes, and they did a huge job of it. So, you know, massive uh, congratulations. Before our list of the beard this week, it's time for our first track from a four-piece alt-rock indie band formed in Nottingham. In a naive bid to save themselves from social and financial destitution, they decided to start making music, which, ironically, that's how Mozart got started. I really struggle to describe this track, so we're just going to let the music do the talking. This is the stunning Dull Ache from Plus on the Beard Zeus podcast.
Dahl Ake from Tusk on the Beard Zoo's podcast. For more information on the boys, check out their Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Bandcamp pages. And our second track of the beard is coming up straight after our list of the beard this week. Now, you may remember as far back as one of our live shows when we were recording at Baylor Coffee and Vinyl with Freya Pixie Weir Blankenstein, our beloved vegetarian makeup artist, where we rattled off some pretty decent insults to throw at people if you ever find yourself in a particular situation that requires so. And with talk of us leaving the EU, I looked for knowledge that has come from the EU and even a bit of further afield sometimes. So why not? For a list this week, we consider a Salon.com article compiled by Jessica Phelan called The World's 19 Most Imaginative Insults. These come from all over the world. Now, I only know a few of these languages, so I'm not going to attempt them. Um, One of the best insults from China is your mother is a big turtle. Brilliant. Uh, from Spain, I shit in your milk. Um, from Russia, you sir are ass dandruff. Uh, one of the best insults you'll hear in Finland is your mother married a reindeer. Uh, I hate when that happens. Uh, Yiddish, may you lie Fuck in the you, mother. <laughs> Leave him alone. From Yiddish, may you lie in the ground and bake bagels. That's a weird one. Uh, German Schattenparker means one who parks in the shade. Because you <laughs> have Bozo. to be a total wimp to take precautions against the sun from burning your car. I don't know. Uh, Jamaican, uh, bumba clot, which literally means arsewipe. Oh, well, you, do you not use that? Bum, bum, who uses that? I don't bumba use it because I, I'm not as cool. You hear it a lot. If you listen to this hippity hop music, you might hear it quite a lot. Bumba clot blood. Yes, thank oh, you. Is that, it was from Bo Selector. Is that Bumble Squat? Yeah. Is it Bumble Squat? <laughs> I always thought it was Bumble Squat. You are far too up a middle class <laughs> for this fucking shit. Um, what are the insults from Albania? Fuck your eye whites. What are the ones from Turkey? Uh, Sanagitshin Kemiyayi, which means may the bow of a violin enter your anus. Um, <laughs> that is seriously the love of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me the cello, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> You're in for a kicking. Oh, I'll kick it. Oh, One boy. from Persia, try to paint my fart. Uh, that's a bit weird. From Japan, twisted belly button. From Gaelic, twisted. may the cat eat you and may the devil then eat the cat. Why not just let the devil eat you in the first place? From. Why put the cat through it? Well, yeah, exactly. From the <laughs> Dutch language, roughly translated, eel skin full of shit. From Romania, I can blow farts in your spoon when the soup is too hot for you. Uh, from Italian, Cacati al mano el presente el sciafi. Take a dump in your hand, then slap yourself. Uh, from Hindi, you are the sweat of a lizard's ass. Um, and then one from Bulgaria, you are as ugly as salad. What's your beef with salad? Like, you know, Maybe around a healthy, no one eats salad. There are worse things. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, from our beloved Aussies, may your ears turn into arseholes and shit on your shoulders. Your beauty. If you happen to come across some more creative ways to take the piss out of other people during your summer travels, please let us know. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Before we hit you up with some beard issues, it's time for our second track of the beard and first ever reggae track to be played on the show. First ever remit, first ever Romanian reggae producer, for that matter. We are very happy to play the Lion Rhythms remix of Alborosi's Police on the Beard of Zeus podcast. Policeman and soldier fiscal, fresh and a dreadlock, dreadlock. Policeman and soldier fiscal, fresh and a dreadlock, dreadlock. Well, Mr. Brown, where you depend? 
I know exactly what he writes I'm not trying to take you for fool It's nine o'clock in the night Me just a walk, me no look for no trouble In New York City But of course, there is some problem Cause, cause I'm on a thing Smoking a spliff But by the look in your eyes I know Things not go sweet So five more Babylon Come now treating me Like a terrorist But Mr. Brown You should know long time say Rasta man a herbalist Policeman and soldier Vista That was the Line Rhythms remix of Alborosi's Police on the Billy podcast. For more info on Line Rhythms, there is a wide and quite varied back catalogue on his SoundCloud page, which is accessible through his Facebook page, so absolutely check that out. Time for some beard issues. Five times it's completely okay to cheat on the woman you love, by Paul Hudson for EliteDaily.com, who describes (laughs) cheating in a literal sense as acting dishonestly to gain an advantage, and that we all need to cheat every now and again, and again, and sometimes again, to balance up the supposed inequality in relationships because women are just so fucking hard to read sometimes. But just before you completely lose your shit, any feminist that might be listening, and argue to the contrary, just have a little listen of to what I thought was going to be quite a juicy little list. No. Um, in terms of cheating, this chap recommends that you should bring home chocolates when your girlfriend is on a diet to cheat her diet. Your girlfriends like it when other women check us out. So you're cheating in terms of letting other women look at you and think that they might have a chance with you. When you ignore the gift budget, that is cheating on some preconceived rules that you have about spending money. When you ignore her plans and whisk her off somewhere for the weekend, that is cheating on her routine. And when you arguably cheat by going behind her back to speak to her friends and 
and family to surprise her with a gift. I bet, or... I bet he's got a miss and he fucks other birds on her eggs. And then he's made this list. Sorry, I'm not. Or she regularly. puts a, <laughs> or she strap-ons and fucks the yeah. shit out of him. I was him literally going to ask him. what consists of cheating. Was like putting the tip in or just, no, none just, of those. Just the tip. Just the tip <laughs> none fine. of those were on my list. But yeah, but yeah, he's he's definitely like fucked up somewhere when he's he's done this article to like not show his missus, but probably like linked it on his Facebook page, and then she's looked at it and gone, "Oh, he's so adorable," and all his friends, all her friends are like, "Oh, he's so cute." If this is just a way to get laid or score points. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, you're a, you're a cunt, mate. Um, <laughs> there it is. I mean, I get it. <laughs> next, next point, Nick. Next if, point. if you want to do something nice, yeah, by all means, do you're any not, of those things. Not, you're if you're going to write a list on cheating, don't fucking say that shit. Because you're be just like, oh, oh you massive pussy. I was looking twat. forward to like tips or hints. And that's the thing. Everyone has potentially got their own definition of what is classed as cheating. So, some people that I know, if they're dating someone but they're not Facebook official, then it's absolutely fine for you to fuck other people. Right. Whereas. Because I'd, I think I'm quite old-fashioned, if I've been on a couple of dates with someone, I will not entertain the idea of speaking to anyone else in a romantic sense. No, but if you're, if, if, if you're not going out... I, I, I very rarely know the line of going out with someone and then still dating. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, unless, unless, you unless, go, unless you've spoken about it, you yeah. don't know, do you? Would yeah. you go, Nick, um, would you like to be my boyfriend if I was a girl I'd say yeah and then are we going up but two dates or so and then you go out and like you say you don't entertain the fact that you'd go out and if someone came up to you you'd be like that's fine but yeah. then if someone came up to you and be like oh I really like you I'd be like yeah you're quite fit but that's the difference between all of us and that, that's always going to be the issue so but I think my girlfriend class is getting off of someone else is cheating you're like whoa 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 <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> What's your definition of getting off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go back to basics. But, but that's the thing. So you might be lucky yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. like you have always said, that you want mm. to marry a swinger. Absolutely fair enough. As long as the other person has that same state of mind. And we were talking about polyamorous relationships a couple of weeks back where if you are both singing off the same hymn sheet, then you're absolutely golden. Yeah. You're, but you're, you're never going to be exactly seen off the same hymn sheet because of all the differences yeah. that make ourselves up. That's but, why we but, fall in love with people, for the differences. Not because we both want to fuck different people or the same person, for that matter. But as long as you're, as long as you're honest, once you, once you start... So let's say we were going out and we, we've started dating. Yeah. Uh, we've been on five dates. You and, and me? Yeah. That'd be great. I know it would be. How laid back. Uh, you'd lose the FIFA all the time. <laughs> fucked him up early. You got lucky, um, all right? The fuck off. <laughs> Pure magical skills. Anyway. Um, anyway. Because... So yeah, so we've been on five dates and um, yeah. and they've all been like a few days after each other and whatnot. So, so that's, that's, that's quite intense for for most people these level, days. You're on And let's yeah. say then I go out, yeah. I go out and um, and then Mitch Mitch comes up to me. And he's, <laughs> he's like, hey hey man, I really like the way you're rocking that that outfit. And I'm like, oh cheers cheers Mitch. I like your moves. I, really, <laughs> I appreciate it. I can dance. And then um, and then and then me and Mitch go home. And then we 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 bang. We do the dance in our hat in our bed. Yeah, but it's not it's not our bed, is it? Unless you fucking unless five dates is a marriage, then fair fair play to you. I think yes. Yeah. Sounds almost you love me but, after five days. But what I'm trying to that's because you're adorable. That's but what I'm trying to say is that if then I'd done that, then surely I've got a moral oh, but some people don't. And then exactly. I'd, have a, I'd have a moral compass to be like, ah, oh, look, um I I've done this. And then if you're like, oh, well, what did you do that for? And I'd be like, oh, I didn't think this was as serious as it was. And then if I was like, an understanding person. It was, it, was, it was just like he came up to me in the, in the, in the <laughs> 
Yeah, carry on, <laughs> and, carry yeah. this on. <laughs> it's just that line, isn't it? Where do you start going from dating yeah. to? But uh, I think, but, I, th- but I think if, if you hands. go out on a night out or whatnot, and then you kind of because if if you if if I've told you that I'm going out, you might drop to me and be like, "Do you mind if we talk about this before you go out?" Because I know that you like to bang and but I don't want to seem too pushy and think well if, then you, if, if I then lay this down but then you'd be like but if it's been five dates and you've spent enough time together and you've kind of understood that yeah we're, we're, we're kind of dating yeah. we're seeing how things are yeah. then you should have, you should feel comfortable enough to be like look I'm not going to do it yeah. so I expect you not to do it or and at least you, let's just talk about it yeah. first yeah. and it'd be like oh that's fine like if you don't if you don't feel the same as me if you don't if we're not on the same page then yeah. Fine, that, that's fine. You go out and do what you want to do. That means I can go out and do what I want to do, and then we'll see how it goes. Bit of housekeeping is pretty, pretty yeah. good. But well, but who does but, that? But really? we don't do it, and that's the no, fucking yeah. trouble. Well, um, you, you just you, you just do it, don't you? Most people don't. Just to offer the <laughs> other side of the fence uh, very quickly before we move on to the next issue, Shiji Angle argues also for EliteDaily.com that if you cheat on someone, then you do not love them. It is physically, mentally. Emotionally impossible to cheat on someone you love. Don't raise. I know what you're going to say. Let's just leave it out. In term, why can't we talk about it? What do you want to say? I think, uh, like, quick it, fire it, around this hu- one. <laughs> human nature. Yeah. Human nature means you're always seeking more. Yeah. And it, you can't. You can't put that aside. No. Just because if if I love you and I, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with you and I, I cheat. But I, I Mitch tells you how, yeah, how much he Mitch likes your shoes. I, yeah, yeah. Then it's. It's obviously my again. It's down to my moral, like my moral integrity to say no. But if but, but if we are emotionally connected, you wouldn't even be looking at another man. This that's is getting that's, really that's weird. That's bullshit. No, that's bullshit. No, it's not. Yeah, because you can admire someone else's attractiveness. Yeah, you can from... admire their attractiveness, but when I'm I'm obviously in love with my girlfriend, yeah. so I can appreciate if another girl is attractive. Yeah. And even if we get on, at not one not, point am I thinking not, I might ask not, her for a fuck. No, but in your head, are you not being like oh, I really like to fuck her? No, I'm in a relationship. <laughs> Anyways, but, but just going on that, in terms of good housekeeping, in terms of being open, being honest, uh, the Sun and the Lad Bible reported this week about a pretty lady who had agreed to go on a date with a lad. Uh, he took her where most first dates happen in this country, Nando's, um, the one in Soho, if you're that bothered. Trouble was, the chat was WhatsApp or live WhatsApp and his friends to highlight the fact that the girl was glued to her phone the whole time she was there. So the boys said, well, you know, start fucking around a bit. They got him to pinch her fork and he videoed doing that and that pissed her off. He ruffled her hair a little bit and that pissed her off. The final straw before the young lady left, they said to this, put your feet up on the table. Fuck it. So he did and then she walked off. Understandable behaviour. I failed to see the point of going out to dinner and just sitting on your phone. It's ru- Personally, I am quite old-fashioned. It's rude. It's disrespectful. It's quite presumptuous to assume. And it, True or not, that's not the argument. Quite presumptuous to assume that your social media accounts are going to be more exciting than sharing, granted, some average chicken with someone else that you don't really know. That Well, they could be the most fascinating person in the fucking world. At least they've had the bollocks to ask you out face to face, potentially. I think what I would do is just take the phone off them. Just take it off them. If they're sat there like that, you just reach across and put it in your fucking pocket. And they're like, oh, you. Uh, and doesn't really back. set the date up for a. No. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like why, why are you being like this? Like, if, you, if you've agreed to come out on a date with me, why are you being so fucking boring? We will chat about the current political climate of Sierra Leone and we shall do so until well, I'm satisfied. We're going to talk about how shit this chicken is. Yeah. 
and how it's you not even shut up. Unless it's day and age, everyone goes on their phone, but still, for dates. Yeah, and, and like, um, so if, if I'm out on a date and, and I've and I've pulled my phone out, I'll be like, I'm really sorry. I've just got to like, I've just got to text my mum yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna then sit on there like, with my mates. Like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I oh. just happened to have downloaded Snake. <laughs> don't oh, mind me. Oh, don't, don't. Oh, um, to be fair, sorry. from the from the point of view, to just to uh, give you both sides of the coin. Doesn't state the girl. To be fair, may have been suffering from nerves. She may have been texting her friend saying, "Listen, like he's not quite my type, or he's talking, or he's a bit quiet, or then, he's also playing on his phone at the same time that I am." So she may have just been suffering from nerves. To be fair, we don't know. But what we do know, obviously, we will find safety in their phones. Of course, because mm. we spend more. Was it four hours a day on average? We spend looking at our phones. Um, so, in terms of first dates, Fire at me. have either of you ever suffered from nerves before a date? Yes. And what did you do in that situation? Mm, sucked up. What? They like sucked up. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I, I missed, <laughs> I missed <laughs> one of the words in the middle of that. No, Mitch? I didn't even say it. I just said I, sucked up. Yeah. I, I quite. I'm. I, I, I don't know. I, I. I don't appear nervous, but I'm, I think I'm quite. I, I suffer a bit of anxiety. Okay. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I. I can't say that I do because I could go out with anyone. I could. But but then I talk shit. I, I, and I, I like talking this accent. I'm like, yeah, no, you know. <laughs> so where would you go on a first? Is there anywhere in particular that you'd like to go on a first date? Would you prefer to go for dinner? Would you prefer to go for a coffee? Would uh, you? I usually start with drinks. Uh, of, of just um, courting. Is that is that what people say? Courting? No, or, not not term, since the, the 19th century. <laughs> no. um, Seeing someone. So, yeah, we went to uh, <laughs> we went for tapas. That was pretty good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Tapas is fine. A main meal like Toby or something is. Toby. <laughs> no expense paid, madam. You may not order dessert. I've got a, I've got a voucher. <laughs> oh no. fuck! I've seen that in the past. No, but I'd, I think I'd rather drinks first and then and then meal afterwards. It's uh, just a bit of a social yeah. stimulant drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I don't drink, anyone I meet. Um, obviously, I'm not allowed to meet anyone anymore. But when I did, I yeah, I would meet them. Mainly because I don't really get nervous around social situations, just because all I do is yak for a living. Yeah. Um, but I get it from the point of view, if you were going to say meet someone on a night out and then say, yeah, let's go for dinner one night, that is quite a lot of pressure, I think, to put on yourself to literally have a face-to-face, -face, a face-off with someone that you know nothing about and hope that you've got a few things in common that you're going to have to figure out bang quick. Otherwise, it is fucking currents and they could spend the rest of the time on their phone and then they're going to fuck but off the th quickly. The thing is, when you get there, you, you, you sit down and you're like, oh, hi, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. you, and then you sit there for a bit. And if, it's, if it gets silent, you just be like, I'm actually quite nervous. Yeah, hopefully. And then, but, and then but, that but, other person's going to be like, yeah, so am I. We're going to be what's up with our mates and, and I'm a bit fucking nervous. And then you laugh about it, wouldn't you? And then you laugh about it and then you, then you try and... And then you'd be like, uh, the, the thing is, right? If you're nervous on a date, just ask the stupid questions, ask the boring ones. Like, do you have any siblings? How 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 are your family? And but just be like, look, I'm just going to ask their mates. Like, what a boring prick. Yeah. Yeah, but then I uh, wish he uh, actually was boring prick. Yeah, I I wish he was a bit more interesting. I wish he actually tried and made me laugh. I wish he actually asked me about how my date. You can't expect that on a first date. Why not? Because you don't because know we're what, too nervous. Because you don't know what the other person's going to be like. That's why I always well, fucking says, and but no what? one ever fucking listens. If you meet someone on a night out and you're going to arrange to meet up on, I don't know, say a Wednesday night to go and get some tapas or have a couple of drinks, whatever, brilliant stuff. I always fucking say, ring them at one point in between when you actually meet, uh, got their phone number before you actually meet and just have literally a three minute chat on the phone. It, Ooh, who scared. rings though? Who rings people these days? I do, and I've got you, a hundred and ten percent success rate. But you would, you would ring people you that would, give one hundred and ten percent. Even if clearly not understand percentages. Even if it's just like, 
higher we are we still on for thingy? It's literally. I just thought I called you just yeah, to confirm. Yeah, exactly that. The first ten yeah, seconds yeah. are awkward as fuck, and you know that they're looking at the phone like, why the <laughs> fuck? Um, and if they answer it, Hello? and I know, That's a good sign. yeah, and I know that if they answer it, it's a sign. It's that, usually like, who's this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We met on Friday. Who are you? What do you want? Hello, you, it's you Mitch. You still have a drink? Fuck off. <laughs> but I know if they answer the phone, they've got a pair of bollocks, and I yeah. only date people with bollocks. Um, <laughs> No but they're a bit more confident. Then, That's the thing. At least you can sit down and then make fun out of the fact that you were, yeah, it's a talking point. Isn't and yeah, it? obviously they're going to be a little awkward. And every time this happens, uh, hello, you know, hey, how are you? How's your day? You know, just yeah, but I, you're not going to be that confident. I am because I know <laughs> that it is ten times better than texting like, you know, like how's your day, and you'll get a fucking lol texter yeah. that just texts back like, fuck you. Write something more fucking creative. Write them a letter. And you get yeah. That's been done. <laughs> but you can get to know someone like 50 fucking times quicker if you just give them a ring the for, for two or three minutes. And they're like, oh, is everything okay? Yeah, I was just walking home and I thought, you know, I'd say, I'd, to be honest, I was a bit bored. Uh, I just, you know, I thought I'd see how your day's going. Um, but, you know, if you're busy, I can catch you later on. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fine, it's fine. I think it's either call them and have uh, get it all out or text all day. Uh, sh- useless shit. Hi, how's your afternoon going? Oh, how's the, la- the latter part of your afternoon going? You're like, did you have <laughs> but as many afternoon? sexual predators have proven, you can be anyone you fucking want on yeah. a keyboard. Yeah. Stop raising your eyebrows at me. Uh, okay, beard issue the third. Army veteran turned famous fitness fanatic John Burke. His rants are getting ever more, let's say, impressive. Last week he talked of how celebs in the fitness game have forgotten their roots. This week, fit shaming fat shaming, more importantly, and the glorification of what he calls committing food suicide over the story of a photo of plus-size model Tess Holliday was posted by a feminist group promoting a feminism and fat campaign. Taken down by Facebook as it was against the social media site's health and fitness policy to then be restated with an apology. Tess in the video talks about body confidence and how hard it is for for many of us to fit into these socially constructed boxes of what's healthy, what's attractive, what's skinny, so on and so forth. Whereas Mr. Burke disagrees. He makes arguably valid points that we pander to feminism, for instance, that we pander to the obese, and that it is not a case of insulting obese people. It should be more of a case of helping people who suffer with their weight. It is an addiction um, and demonstrating how much more enjoyable life can be if you actually get out and get some fresh air and be encouraged to do so. Eating sensibly, yeah, it's not fun to eat sensibly all the time. We're not saying that. We all know from the age of, what, four years old that if you have a McDonald's every day, it's not good. Very base level. And we know this. And he highlights that things like anorexia are just as unhealthy as being obese in terms of what it does to our bodies. That needs to be taken uh, into consideration when we are discussing health, of course, just because you're skinny doesn't mean that you're healthy in the same way that you might be slightly heavier than what is considered attractive you might be even healthier than these girls that go out every saturday night looking for a bit of swindon town cock i don't know but well well, yeah um but yeah the health side of things is important and in, in terms of promoting the wrong message to our kids i would argue that any kind of addiction has some basis somewhere Psychologically, it's psychologically rooted. You don't just start eating 10 roast dinners a day just because, well, fuck it, I had nothing else to do. You don't just start making yourself fucking sick after every meal just because it actually feels quite nice doing that. It's done for a reason for whatever it is. If we're trying to please people, even if it's just going to be strangers on social media that we don't actually really know or don't generally care about, we do these things for for whatever reason. There's always a reason for it. 
But do you think that people who are overweight and at the same time people who are anorexic, they just need, we need to be helping and encouraging people to be a little bit more health conscious. And you know, if, if we go for a little run, then why not ask someone, who, an overweight neighbor, a family member, hey, let's just go for a walk instead, you know? And when we stop, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get a juice, we'll get some water. And it's, I get it, it's difficult I, without trying to be patronizing or condescending. And anyone that is suffering with any kind of addiction, particularly when it comes to image, because of the way we are these days, people get very, very, uh, um, Uptight. Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Mm. Because fat people know that they're fat. Yeah. And they can't do anything about it because they feel they've been pigeonholed, they've been boxed, and it's too hard to get up. And so as many people have disagreed with uh, John Burke and ranted and said that he's been a bit kind of insensitive, I don't think so. He's encouraging that we will become just a little bit fitter. People that struggle, they just need a little bit of encouragement. I get this whole thing about... um you're like so like you do you kind of thing. So like if you're fat and you don't mind being fat and you're, and you're happy and I, but I don't I don't like the idea of then posting like uh, let's say like a, a, a X size plus model mm. in her fucking bikini mm. on on social media because all you're doing is you're saying hey guys it's okay to be fat it's okay to be unhealthy it's a, no it's not because not only are you fucking up your own body you're also fucking up other people's lives as well. Yeah, anyone that looks up to you. And that's the thing, in terms of confidence, I absolutely yeah, love you, confidence if you, if in you, anyone. If you're, if, like, let's say if you have a kid, right? That, yeah. that, that kid wants you to stay alive for, so like, let's say like my mum and dad, I want them to stay alive for as long as possible so I can enjoy it for as long as possible. Yeah. Right, and they're both kind of healthy people. They're both um, 50s now um, and, they're, and they're getting on, but they stay, they, they, they try and stay fit. They try and stay healthy. Right. And it's like, if you're fat and, and you're you're medically obese and um, sorry medically obese and you're not looking after yourself, you're not going to have the the long life and you're not going to live till past sixty and whatnot. You're not going to have have those years of having those grandparents. And there's a decent chance your kids will follow suit. Yeah, of course. Oh, I that's, would that's, argue. that's the thing. If you if you if you go around town centre, so you go around town and you see kids that are just fucking stuffing their face full of whatever they want and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, it might be a treat day and it, it, whatnot. They might have rules and regulations, but. And nine times out of ten, that kid wants a McDonald's, so here get one, mm. because the the mum and dad want one as well. So you shouldn't you shouldn't be you shouldn't be advertising that it's okay to be fat. You shouldn't be advertising it's okay that you're comfortable being fat. But if you were like slightly overweight, but you're healthy, or you you were you were fat, but you still ran two three times a day, mm. you were still doing the exercise, but eating as well. As long as you count a balance, it's like when I was trying to lose weight, my old, my my Sam said to me, my older brother. He said, mate, eat what you want, do what you want. As long as you're happy and you're doing the exercise that counters it, it doesn't matter. I get it. From a, a philosophical point of view, we should all do whatever makes you happy. You're not happy in your current relationship, then fucking move on. Yeah, it'll be a bit shit for them, but they will hopefully move on. You're not you're not happy trying to be skinny all the time, then yeah, eat a fucking burger. You're yeah. unhappy. Whatever, yeah, I, I get it from that point of view, but we all live in these little boxes where we're all trying to please, most of us, we are all trying to please someone else. We all have... We have constructed what we should be in terms of our role in society, in terms of how we should look, how we should act, how we should dress, and that fucks a lot of people up. And we need to be appreciative so, of that. So going going back to the actual point in hand, so this yeah. this guy is doing the right thing. I he, believe he is, he is, he is promoting he is, the idea yeah, of health, which he is, is a good saying, thing. He is saying that look, you can you can do what you want and you can be who you want. Yeah. But make sure you're looking after yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't look after yourself, it's going to bite you in the fucking ass. 
Yeah. Finally, Beard issue the fourth. We briefly mentioned the sex factor on last week's show on how 16 civilians are taking part in the sex factor to not only win $1 million, but to become a member of the adult industry. Reported on Thrill List this week, it offers uh, just she's tied up. Hero D protagonist, who is a deviled egg enthusiast. I think we, we, we can all present. This, this, one, this, one made, this one made me a bit. So Who's this? Blair Williams, fun fact, until very recently a total virgin. Yeah. So how have you gone Quite from a weird thing to be involved in? How have you gone from being banged once to that? Oh, maybe she was like gang banged or something. Maybe the first time I was like it. the best. Yeah, the experience best, the best of thing. her. She was like, "This is brilliant. I want more of this." Game. Uh, the yeah, Brits, Kaylin Blake, who is a lover of orgies and BDSM. What does BDSM stand for? I don't. Um, bondage, domination, Say, uh, submission, and. Manichism. Manichism. <laughs> Sado Manichism. Is it right? Me- right. Mechanics. Um, originally hailed from the UK and is currently on a non stop voyage of unfolding sexual Bondage, adventure. Dominance, submission, and. Um, Manipulation? No, um, no. I, Manich- don't know, I don't know how to say this. Sadomasochism, ma- 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 you know. Easy S&M. to say. Sadomasochism. Masochism. Sadism, yeah. Why can't I fucking say it now? Sadomasochism. Masochism, that's the one. And the colonel who speaks three languages and is a wine expert. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. I believe the show's already started. It started uh, this May. It is called The Sex Factor. On which channel? It is being aired on America, so I will take a stab and say you could probably catch it on YouTube. I doubt it's going to make E. Cheers, buddy. We're moving on. Um, (laughs) If you get a chance to check it out, uh, then you're as as filthy as young Pritchard is. Now, the bit that we normally have on this show, sports with Mitch Bryant, coming up straight after our third and final track of the beard this week from, again, I am really sorry. I will say Le Trouble. It should be Le Trouble. Le Trouble. Again, really, really sorry if I've caused any offence to to our French or Canadian listeners, of course. They are our first Canadian band, a five-piece from Montreal who certainly have an urgency in their music. It's indie pop rock done properly. Catchy, instantly recognisable and memorable. This is White Knuckles on the Beatles' podcast.
White Knuckles from the Troubler on the Beard of Zeus podcast. Absolutely amazing <laughs> music. I'm so sorry. And the track is available now to download and stream across all major platforms. And if you happen to find yourself in Canada over the summer months, maybe a bit of backpacking, then go and check them out. They are on tour throughout the summer. Let us know your thoughts on the music. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. We are the Beard of Zeus podcast across all social media platforms. Beard of Question Time coming up straight after. First time ever in the it's studio, live. Live. live Zoo Sports with our resident sportsman, Mr. Mitch Bryan. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. I always wanted to say that when I record it. <laughs> I'm, like, well, I'm not quite sure how it would fit in, but okay. <clears throat> so this is your sports, Nick. Uh, Sweden striker as Latland. Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Ibrahimovic, that's the one. So he has decided on his next move, but remains coy on a possible transfer to Premier League club Manchester United. The 34-year-old who is leaving Paris Saint-Germain after his contract expired, said he had many offers from around the world. He scored 392 goals in 677 games, and last season was his most prolific with 50 goals in 51 matches, a record for PSG. His 38 league goals were also a club record, so pretty pretty down handy. They were indeed. In rugby union, Callum Sheddy, or Sheedy, I prefer Sheedy. I knew it was Sheedy, I know said Sheddy. Uh, kicked 22 points as Bristol returned to the Premiership for the first time since 2009, despite a 34-32 loss on the night against Doncaster. I want to say Rovers, but I'm not sure that's right. After winning 28-13 in the first leg, the host never hit top gear, but held firm for a 60-47 aggregate victory. Uh, and really good for Bristol too. And the Premiership, I think it'll be good. Local side. In Formula One, Red Bull's Daniel Ricciardo sprung a surprise uh, for comfortably heading the Mercedes drivers in second practice for the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend. The Australian finished 0.606 seconds quicker than Lewis Hamilton, who earlier set the pace in first practice. Hamilton's Mercedes teammate and championship leader Nico Rosberg was third a further 0.293 seconds adrift. Also, the family of late Formula One driver Jules Bianchi are taking legal action over uh, fo- action following his death last year. The Frenchman suffered fatal head injuries when his car collided with a mobile crane at the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka in October 2014. British firm Stewart's Law, acting for the Bianchi family, are planning to sue the FIA, Bianchi's Marussia team and Bernie Eccleston's Formula One group. Uh, cricket this weekend, the second test between England and Sri Lanka takes place uh, starting on the 27th Friday uh, at 11 o'clock at the Emirates Riverside. Tune into that. In tennis, Rafael Nadal registered his 200th Grand Slam victory with a crushing 6-3-6-0-6-3 win over Fusundo Bagnes. Very hard not to say Baggins uh, in the second <laughs> round of the French Open. The Spaniard, who is attempting to win the 10th title at Roland Garros, dropped the first two games against world number 99, uh, but then won 18 of the next 22 to ease through. Also, world number two, Andy Murray had to fight back to beat wildcast Mathias uh, Borgu in five sets and secure his place in the French Open third round. The British number one lost eight consecutive games to drop the second and then the third sets to inspire 22-year-old Grand Slam debutant. That's all from your sports. As we say, back to you, Nick. Back to you, Nick. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> uh, don't forget you can catch Mitch every Tuesday on Swindon1055.com or Swindon105.5 if you happen to be in the catchment area. Swindon1055.com from 4pm Greenwich. Meantime, for our international listeners. It's good. Good. Good work. Good, yeah. Usually it uh, takes me about 10 times to get it. <laughs> Semi-perfect when I send it to you. But, First uh, thank wonder. Yeah.
all over it. Um, so over the last couple of weeks, we've had some very special guests in the studio. We've had Sean Buswell for a couple of shows. We had our beloved Nick Stevenson on last week's show. This week, Zoo Sportsman Mitch Bryant, of which I've asked Stevenson, he came up with nothing. I've asked Buswell, he asked me about my jeans. Is there anything that you want to ask me? Nick. Yes, Mitch. Why isn't your beard as big as it should be? <laughs> <laughs> um, I get paid a lot of money to talk. Um, so I have to be kind of presentable. I wish. Uh, there was pictures when me and Sal first started dating. I was only working at a bar part-time. So I didn't have any kind of responsibility. And there was pictures of me on Brighton Beach and it was fucking hench. You've got a bit of responsibility. Bearing in mind the podcast is Beard of Zeus. Uh, you need to carry some sort of that. I know. I know. I let you off the Zeus bit, but <laughs> I know you're pretty damn popular. But um, still, he controls the sea. <laughs> um, yeah, no, or thunder. I can't remember which one. That was Thor. Not important. Poseidon is sea, right? Yes. Yeah. But there's 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 Swedish ideology. There's Greek uh, ideologies and gods. It, it's all a big sure. religious thing. Pritchard, any uh, any final words for this week? Anything you want to get off your chest before we uh, say toodaloo? Um. I don't think so, actually. No, just... Well, have a, nice a wonderful, wonderful have time a, yeah, abroad. Have a, have a nice... Oh, thank you. I will. I will do. We're talking about it at the moment. It's a bit uh, It's a bit up in arms. It was meant to fucking be sunny. And we were going? like, yeah, we're going to Berlin. Berlin is lovely. For the, um, what was it we were talking about? Was it sex yeah, shops or sex clubs we were talking about the other day? Um, in Berlin? Yeah. Gay bars? Yeah, gay bars. That was what we were talking about. Um, yeah, um, yeah, there's obviously some, some stuff. Um <laughs> As a city goes, Berlin is like. Yeah, so favorite. yeah, we're going. We're going for the for a long weekend. Um, me and my two uni mates. Just the lads, lads, so, lads, lads. Yeah, I'm lads on tour. I'm expecting. Bantanamo well, they're, they're Bay. Both, they're both. <laughs> Banton um, deck. Oh, I can't say this, can I? The Archbishop um, of Banterbury. Banterbury yeah. Ha lovely. ha ha ha. Um, but yeah, no, I've got nothing to say. Um, but have a have a lovely week, and um, we'll be with you again sometime in the near future hey, you should work in radio buddy a huge thank you to Pritch as ever and yeah you have a good time buddy That's good, thank you. Mitch absolute pleasure to have you uh, with it's, us sir. it's been great uh, li- listening is, is always really good but to be here is even after a couple of beers in the Goddards yeah no I, it loosened <laughs> me up I'm like loosey goosey right now. <laughs> uh, obviously a huge thank you for this week's music and a huge thank you to you for listening keep it up with the likes on our Facebook page and sharing the podcast and let's all just have a moment to pray for a Plymouth win in the League 2 playoff final this Monday. Have an amazing bank holiday weekend, and we'll see you next... Oh, yeah, and Vice, who told us that beards aren't cool anymore. Hey, Vice! Fuck off, Vice. <laughs> Fuck you! When have you ever been cool? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Trying hard. We'll see you guys next week. Bye!